ungrateful, they're unthankful, and sometimes even when you go to help somebody and it turns around and ends up causing trouble for you, okay, you know, maybe you give somebody something, hey, I, I, I need help, and you know, all right, you know, I'm going to sacrifice, I'm going to give you ten bucks. Well, you know, you'd think you'd feel good. And they're like, ten bucks? What am I supposed to do with ten dollars? You know, and... So, and I could, I could tell some stories right now, but I'm, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not going to. Just times when I, I have I've done things and it's just like, why did I do that? <laughs> I got nothing out of it. I mean, nothing. I barely got a thank you. If I did get a thank you, it wasn't very heartfelt. And so, it is frustrating. And the Bible tells us that in the last days it was going to be that way. And I think we are definitely in those days. We've all experienced it maybe with you know friends, neighbors, even family members where you've just experienced ungratefulness and it's frustrating and it causes you to just not want to do it anymore. I've told you some of the stories when we were doing the food pantry here just several times when I just, I got kind of upset by people. You know, I've, I've, I've shared the no milk line, you know, before where I bring this truckload of food to all these people. You know, they can't get out, they can't get over here and you take a truckload of food over there and someone comes and they look and they see all the food and just say, no milk, huh? Now, I know I should get over that. <laughs> and I'm working on it. And that's why I'm preaching this message tonight, all right? This is for myself as much as anybody else. But, you know, it's kind of frustrating. And, you know, and I did that time. That time I wasn't as nice as I usually am. And I said, no, there's no milk. But, you know, what? we got cereal, we got this. And I just started naming off all these things that were in the boxes thinking, you ought to be thankful. <laughs> and said, and it's true. You ought to be thankful. You ought to be gracious. You know, it's better than nothing. You know, next time we won't disappoint you. We'll bring nothing. And then you can't get disappointed because there's no milk. Alright, so, anyway, you all see that I, can, I need this message tonight, right? But, so, <laughs> biblically, you know, how do we respond to this kind of thing? Because Jesus dealt with it too. Jesus did things Amazing things for people beyond anything you and I could ever do for somebody. I mean, he saves people's souls. And when we see what he gets in return sometimes, you know, it's amazing he ever does anything for anybody. And the truth is, if he were like us, he probably wouldn't be doing anything for anybody. But I do believe the Bible tells us how we ought to respond. I believe we ought to respond as Jesus does. And let's go to Luke chapter 6, verse 31. Uh, we're going we're gonna to kind of look at what the Bible says. And there's, there's a key verse here I want to look at. And then I just I want to talk about us for a little bit. Kind of how we are sometimes, especially as Christians. I think sometimes we struggle with this word called mercy a lot more than other people do. In Luke chapter 6, verse 31, it says, And as ye would that men should do to you, do ye also to them likewise. Okay? Alright, now... How many of us like when people show us mercy? I think we all like when people show us mercy. Don't we like it when people do good to us even when we don't deserve it? I mean, who all wants everyone to do give you what you deserve all the time? How many times have you been out there on the road and maybe you accidentally cut somebody off? Or you know, I, everyone, I, I, every once in a while I'll do this where you know you don't check your blind spot. And you go and you start to go in the other lane and you almost nail somebody and they honk the horn and then they, you know, start talking in sign language to you, saying bad words and stuff. And, you know, and, and you feel bad, don't you? And it's like, you know, I didn't mean to. Why can't they cut me a little bit of slack? Okay. And, you know, you'd, you'd prefer 
mercy, wouldn't you? There's been times we've all been there. We have been the transgressors. And the Bible says as we would want others to do to us, that's how we need to be to others. In verse 32, For if you love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. So, you know, you might be good, you might be merciful to other believers, but the Bible says if you're just merciful to other believers or people that are like you, then you're really no better than the sinners because the sinners out there, they'll, you know, they'll do good to their own. They'll be kind to their own. You haven't really shown yourself special in any way or unique. Verse 33, and if you do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also even do the same. And if ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love ye your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. Hoping for nothing again. Hmm. So is thank you included in that? Is appreciation? Is gratefulness? Hope for nothing again? You know, we love it when we do something for somebody and they go and they proceed to tell us how wonderful we are and just how great we are. And oh, you're just, you're just, we love that, don't we? It makes you feel good. It makes you want to go do it for somebody else. But the Bible just says here, hoping for nothing in return. Hoping for nothing. And it says, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. You all see that? Notice how he said, Ye shall be children of the highest. Remember we were talking about Wednesday, whose children ye are? Okay, and uh, this is another great verse that kind of goes along with that. That's another. I don't want to go into that subject again. But this is a great verse that I'm going to add to my list there. But he says, He's kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. And then be ye therefore merciful, as your Father also is merciful. So we know that Jesus Christ does good to the unthankful. He's good to the ungrateful, to those who don't deserve it. And He's told us to be the same way that He is. And we see in the Bible, and we see a great example here in Luke chapter 17 with the ten lepers where He did good to them. And you know what? You and I, what we would have done after that Samaritan came back, we said, you know what? I'm going to let you stay clean. Those other guys, I'm going to give them their leprosy back. That's probably what we would have done, wouldn't it? We would give them the leprosy back. But you know, the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. He doesn't change His mind on things. And the truth is, same thing with salvation. There are many people, this story of the ten lepers, many people often use this as an illustration of people who get saved. And you know, not everybody that gets saved lives their life for God after they get saved. Some people walk in the flesh their whole life. But Jesus doesn't look at them and say, you know what, since you didn't change your act after you got saved, I'm going to take away your salvation. He doesn't do that, does He? Why? Because He's merciful. He's kind to the unthankful. And He's told us to be the same way. We don't like it. It's hard. It's not a motivation for us. But Jesus Christ has commanded us to do it. And He didn't just command it and you know, He left us an example of how to do it. He did it for us. And you know, Christians though, I think we need, you know, why, why don't we show mercy? You would think for a group of people that know as much as we do about salvation. I mean, all right, you know, we're, we're, we're church going folks. We're at church on Sunday night. We probably know a few things about salvation, about the doctrines of salvation and about redemption and sanctification. We know a little bit 
about all that stuff. And so we ought to know better than anybody just what a great gift salvation is. We ought to understand better than anybody how we don't deserve it, how it's not by our works, that it's by His mercy and by His grace that He saved us. But yet sometimes, the better we feel like we are as Christians, the more successful we are in our walk with God, especially on the outward things, sometimes the more we struggle with being merciful like Christ is. You know, we get to looking at other people that aren't doing everything that they ought to do, and we think, you know what? I'm doing it. Why can't they do it? You know, I've got this part of my life straightened out. Why can't they do it? You know, why don't we show mercy? Well, there's a few reasons I want to go over real quick. First, I think many times when we see what people are going through, our attitude is they got what they deserved. Okay? Now, why would we say that? Because what do we deserve as sinners? We deserve hell, don't we? It's exactly what we deserve. So, wouldn't us who missed out on the most horrible thing in the world because of God's mercy, if we have an opportunity to show mercy to somebody for a far less transgression, wouldn't we be anxious to extend that mercy to somebody? Wouldn't we be looking for an opportunity to share that mercy with somebody? Wouldn't we want to try to imitate what our Savior did for us? And so it seems like if we really understand what God did for us, we would have this attitude of maybe looking for those who don't deserve mercy to show mercy to. And the truth is, you can't deserve mercy. Otherwise, it wouldn't be mercy, would it? You know, and we would, we would look for an opportunity to show mercy, and you can only show mercy on the undeserving. And, but yet, we like to pronounce judgment. You know, some smoker comes up to and says, hey, I'll be praying for me. I have lung cancer. Well, that's what you get when you smoke. You know, <laughs> that's not real merciful. You know, a drunkard, I, I, pray for me, I got cirrhosis of the liver. Well, that's why you don't drink. You know, that, that's all, you know, and so I'm preaching to myself tonight as much as anybody else. You know, I, I do that to my kids all the time. Whenever, you know, stuff happens to them, they get hurt. You know, well, that's why you don't do that. That's why you don't, you know, that's why you don't roll down the steps, you know, with people on, you know, <laughs> you know, we all we all do that, don't we? But I think God wants us to He wants us to be merciful. He said, you know, how do we do it? We need we need to remember that if God gave us what we deserve, I've always stole this line, Brother Jack Parchman he used to always say it, we would be in hell with our backs broke if we got what we deserve. But God didn't give us that. We're we're all looking forward to heaven, aren't we? I mean, we're all, we're, we hear, we sing songs like, I'll fly away when we all get to heaven. I mean, we, we sing songs like, I've got a mansion. We praise God and we get all excited about all that God has in store for us, all these things that He's promised us. And it's like we've talked about it so much, somewhere we got it in our heads that we deserved it. And that we forgot that no, it's by His mercy that He saved us. It's by His mercy. I mean, even if just not going to hell. You know, that should have been enough for us right there, but it's so much more than that. He's done he's given us mercy. We have heaven to look forward to. And so we have no excuse on being merciful even to the ungrateful. Many times it's like we think that forgiveness is enough. Alright, I'll I'll forgive them. Okay? Uh, they owe me fifty bucks. Alright, they're they're struggling right now, they're having a hard time financially. Well, because I'm such a good Christian. I won't make them pay me back the 50 bucks, or I'll give them a little longer on their loan. <laughs> or, you know, and we think we're being a good Christian when mercy, 
would be not only forgiving the debt, okay, like the lending, hoping for nothing in return, but maybe saying, you know what, forget that debt and let me help you out even more. Okay, that's that's what mercy is. Mercy involves more than just forgiveness. It re- it involves returning good for evil. That's what mercy is. That's what God does for us. You know, it's like we get we start getting blessed in our life as we grow in Christ and we start experiencing the blessings of God. Somewhere we get in our head that we're earning these things and that we deserve these blessings. But no, God's still being merciful to us with any blessing that we get. But we do it. We forget these things. You know, and you, you know, you might say you're afraid people like this are just going to take advantage of your mercy. And you know what? That might be true, but haven't we taken advantage of God's mercies many times? Don't we often? Really, every time we pray for anything, you know, we know we don't deserve it. We're taking advantage of God's mercies. And He did say, be ye therefore merciful as your Father also is merciful. He encouraged us over and over again in His Word to continually ask Him for things. I mean, to bug Him about things. To just ask and ask and ask. And He's told us to do that to Him and he's so He can be merciful to us. And He's told us to be merciful in the same way. And so I think that could mean saying even, you know what? I'll let myself get taken advantage of sometimes. Because we definitely take advantage of God. And so... No excuse. We have no excuse. Another reason I think we don't show mercy many times, we've got it somewhere in our head that people have to ask for mercy first. Okay? We think that we need, people need to ask for mercy, kind of like people in the Bible named Lot. Okay? Lot, Genesis chapter 19 and verse 16. Go turn over there real quick. We're going to look, and you know, we're going to look at Lot, ask God for mercy, and God Spare him the judgment. All right, let's look at Genesis 19, verse 16. Remember, the angels came and they warned him that God's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, and he doesn't want to leave it. It says, and while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful to him, and they brought him forth and set him without the city. Anybody notice anything missing in there that I told you was there? Well, I lied. He didn't ask for mercy, did he? He never asked for mercy. He's lingering around the city. They warned him, hey, God's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, and they didn't want to leave. They didn't want to leave. He didn't say, hey, please spare the city or please burn the city and let us stay and survive. He didn't do anything. He didn't ask for mercy. But we know as goofed up as Lot was, we know from the New Testament that he was a righteous man. He was a saved man. And before God had poured His judgment out on Sodom and Gomorrah, God was merciful to him. And when he didn't ask for it, when he didn't deserve it, the angels, they literally drug them out of the city. And he didn't ask for mercy, did he? So maybe people... And doesn't the Bible say, be ye therefore merciful as your Father also is merciful? We see God being merciful to people who didn't deserve it, who didn't ask for it. Another group, the children of Israel, while they're in the wilderness, in Nehemiah chapter 9, they're kind of saying a prayer and he kind of goes over some history about Israel. And in verse 18 it says, Yea, when they made them a molten calf and said, This is thy God that brought thee up out of Egypt and had wrought great provocations, yet thou in thy manifold mercies forsookest them not in the wilderness. The pillar of cloud departed not from them by day to lead them in the way, neither the pillar of fire by night to show them light. 
and the way wherein they should go. Thou gavest also Thy good Spirit to instruct them, and withheldest not Thy manna from their mouth, and gavest them water for their thirst. Yea, forty years didst Thou sustain them in the wilderness, so that they lacked nothing, their clothes waxed not old, and their feet swelled not. And God, it says, in His manifold mercies forsook them not in the wilderness. And before that, it says that they wrought great provocations. They were provoking God to anger. That whole 40 years in the wilderness where God did all these miracles for them, where He kept feeding them, where their clothes didn't wear out, their feet didn't swell, they never asked for mercy. They did it. God did all that for them while they complained the whole time. Think about that. And yet God was merciful to them. And once again, that's what mercy is. Somebody, You can't deserve mercy. If they deserve the good, then it's not mercy, is it? And we, it's like we've, somehow as Christians, we've thrown mercy out. You know, we'll, give, we'll help people who deserve it. We'll help those who earn it. But that's not what mercy is. If you're doing that, you are not being merciful. You're just being just. Okay? And we're talking about being merciful here. We need to remember that the Holy Spirit, He comes looking for us. We don't go looking. We didn't go looking for Him. You know, a lot of times people, and I'm I'm not. You know, I know they probably just don't have all their theology straight and everything. But I've heard people they give their testimony before, and they'll talk about this search that they went on. You know, I went on this search for God. Okay, and the truth is, nobody goes searching for God. We see in the Bible, you know, no man seeketh after God. And that it's the Holy Spirit that comes seeking after us. Now, I believe there were people seeking after God, but they didn't realize it was because the Holy Spirit was the one stirring their heart and pointing them to Christ. Okay, But He comes looking for us first. We love Him because He first loved us. God initiated love. He came looking for us first. You weren't just sitting there one day and just like, you know what, I... I want to go after righteousness. I want to find God. I want to, I want to get close to Christ. No, the Holy Spirit came looking for you. He stirred your heart. Maybe He brought a witness your way. I don't, I don't, you know, we all got different testimonies in here on how we found Christ, but none of us started out looking for Him. He came looking for us. You weren't sitting there one day just feeling empty inside and just called out to God and say, Lord, you know, help me find out how to fill this emptiness. No, you weren't seeking after God according to the Bible. But He came looking for us. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. The Holy Spirit came looking for us. We didn't go looking for Him. And you know what? There's people out there who need mercy and we don't need to wait around for people to come looking for mercy. That's not being merciful as our Father is merciful. He came looking for us. He looks for people to show mercy to. And so if we're going to do it like He does, we have to look for people to show mercy to. We gotta find those who are ungrateful and undeserving. And you know what? Today that shouldn't be hard, should it? It really shouldn't be hard. We have probably less excuse. Why? Because we're in the last days. We're in the unthankful and the ungrateful generation. So we've got them, we've got them everywhere. This should be easy for us. We have no excuse. But you know, another reason we don't show mercy, we don't think we'll ever need the kind of mercy that others want from us. You know, oftentimes when you see someone that, you know, is, is crying out for help, it's real easy to look at their situation and say, you know, 
They deserve it. And it's and we the people that we do that to are people that we feel like we would never do what they've done. Okay? And we all have our areas where we're victorious, and we all have our areas where we're failures. But those areas where we're victorious, those are the areas where we struggle helping other people. Because we're like, you know what? You know, I never had a problem with that. You know, I I never struggle with that. I don't know why they can't get over it. Well, you're not them. You know, be merciful, but we don't we don't think we'd ever do that. You know, it's easy for us to be unmerciful to prisoners, all right? You know, there's there's Bible talks about visiting people that are in prison. And I don't know that it's talking about just people that got put in there for the cause of Christ. You know, we see Jesus was merciful to men like the thief on the cross who was being justly executed. And yet he was merciful to him there. That man's in heaven today. And but it's easy. We, I'd never do that. I would never be one of those people. And so we feel like we're safe in not being merciful to them because we're confident we will never be in their boat. But I don't believe that's what the way God sees things because God would never do any of the things that we've done. He's that, he never, he lived, Jesus Christ, He lived His whole life on earth and never sinned. And so, so He's obviously not that way. He would never do any of the things that we've done that gets ourselves in trouble, and yet he's merciful. But you know, if we're a lot of times if we're not careful, it's like we start to think we're incapable of certain sins. Now, if you've never drank your whole life, a lot of times it's a little harder to be merciful to the drunkard. Where maybe there's a Christian who used to struggle with that, a lot of times they are more merciful with those people because they understand where they're coming from. And many times too they feel like a lot of times the people we're merciful to are the people. You know, we feel like, you know, that could be me. And that should be our attitude with every type of sin. I believe we are safer when we feel like, you know, that could be me, because then we'll put more safeguards in our life to keep us away from those sins. But a lot of times, you know, we'll you will gossip about the adulterer or the fornicator, because you know, we'd never be immoral. We'd not, we'd, you know, we never did that type of immoral behavior. You know, we stayed pure till we were married. I don't understand why people can't control themselves. Well, maybe you ought to just be merciful, okay? Because you, you never know. You know, we want to be the executioner of the murderer because we'd never murder anybody. Yeah, but uh, you know, we want to cut off the hand of the thief because we'd never, we would never steal. Y'all see what I'm saying? That's kind of how we get sometimes. And once again, that right there just proves we're not merciful. That mercy, you know, we're helping people that we don't deserve it. And if it's somebody that's struggling in an area where you could see yourself easily struggling, said, so, you know, even then it's not so much mercy because you do, you know you kind of understand that being merciful, it's helping out that person that in no way deserves it. But one of the reasons Jesus came to Earth as a man. And so he could see what we go through and have the ability to show mercy. We see that in Hebrews 2.17. We looked at it a couple weeks ago in Sunday school. Wherefore, in all things it behooved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. And that is one of the, one of the reasons Jesus came to this earth so he could be merciful. Hey, let's see what these people are doing. Are going through. Let's see what these people are feeling. And he came in the likeness of sinful flesh. And you know what? I don't pretend to understand everything about the phrase that he said when he was on the cross. But when I, a lot of times I think about that 
phrase, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. You know, a lot of times, you know, was he just talking about the people crucifying him? Was he talking about those, you know, who were mocking him right there? Or was he just talking about mankind in general in reference to just our sin? Father, they don't know what they're doing. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know if we can fully understand everything there, but that's kind of how I feel about it sometimes. But maybe he, at, when he experienced being a man, and when he became our sin on that cross, he understood that we don't really know what we're doing. We don't really understand how bad our sin is. And instead of just saying, God, you know what? Right there on the cross, after all those years of being perfect, he could have said, you know what, Lord, I did it. Go ahead and wipe them out. They deserve it. But that wasn't what he did. He was merciful and he asked for God to forgive them because we don't know what we're doing. But, you know, and the, Jesus Christ is also proof that we don't have to commit the sin to be able to show mercy. Because Jesus never committed a sin, but yet he's able to be merciful to us. So, you know, it's a lot of times, you know, the things we struggled with. It's a little easier, but we don't have to have, you know, have been a drunk to be merciful to the drunkard, because Jesus Christ never sinned, and yet He's merciful to the sinner. So be therefore merciful as your Father also is merciful. But a lot of times too, we don't trust in the Holy Spirit to do His job. You know, we think a lot of times when it comes to other people, and we especially sometimes struggle with this with other Christians. We don't think they're what they should be. And instead of being merciful to them, you know, extending some grace, it's like because we don't think they're where they ought to be, you know, we've got to, I don't know, you know, be mean. We've got to be harsh on them. We've got to, you know, treat them bad just because maybe their standards aren't what they think they are. Maybe they're raising their kids a little different than you are. You know, they just handle things different. And, you know, that's not what God, that's not what God wants. That's not what He does for us. We need to just be merciful. And you know what? Let the Holy Spirit deal with people and their problems. And everybody's got problems. Everybody's problems are different. But boy, are we down on people when they, when it comes to the problems that they have that aren't our problems. And that's sad. That's not how it should be. But then, then the last reason I think that we struggle with being merciful sometimes is we feel like we have bigger problems. We think our problems are bigger than everybody else's. And you know what? It might be true. But it's still no excuse not to show mercy. You know, maybe someone's struggling financially. You know, maybe somebody's burdened because they've got this $1,000 debt they don't know how they're going to pay. It's like, well, I've got a $10,000 debt. I don't know how I'm going to pay. I don't have to be merciful to you. <laughs> you know, hey, sometimes, you, know, you never know. I mean, everybody handles things different. Maybe somebody had suffering physically. Maybe they're feeling bad and just want somebody to feel sorry for them because, you know, they got a little ache in the back, but you're about to get your leg cut off or something. You know, I mean, you know, it's real, it's real easy to be that way and just compare our problems to other people's and like, you know, I don't have to show you mercy. You should be showing me mercy. You should be giving me sympathy. You know, maybe somebody has a lost loved one that they're burdened for, but you've got two lost loved ones that you're burdened for. You know, something said, Something mean about somebody and they're feeling bad, but somebody said something twice as bad about you. We're always comparing everything. You know, oh man, be, please feel sorry for me. You know, my uncle died. My dad died. 
You know, I mean, just that's kind of how we are sometimes. And, you know, the, but the truth is the greatest time to show mercy is when we need mercy. That is the greatest opportunity. Matthew 5, 7, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So if you do have a greater problem than someone else, and or, then that is the person you want to be merciful to because when you're being merciful to someone who doesn't deserve it as much as you do, that is your opportunity to receive that mercy. Because you need it. And God is merciful to those who show mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. So, yeah, we live in a very ungrateful, unthankful society. We have an ungrateful unthankful generation. We're going to do things for people and it's, it, we're going to get absolutely nothing in return. It's not going to help us. It's, as far as the world's concerned, as far as what we can see, it's not going to do one thing for us. But you know what? We were commanded to be merciful as our Father was merciful. And we have all experienced plenty of mercy from God. And I think we need to show it to other people. And... You're not allowed to say they don't deserve it. If they deserved it, it's not mercy. You go ahead, you do good to those who deserve it all they want. You're just being just. That's fine. But you're not being merciful. So I hope that'll help you. It may motivate you a little bit. You know, look for opportunities because we do. We all need it sometimes. We want it every day. And so if you want it, you've got to be merciful to get it. So with that, let's all stand together. Their heads bowed, eyes closed. You're gonna have to.